to the Awakening Her podcast. This is day two of Healing to Manifest, a two-part event focused on healing what is in our way, what blocks us from manifesting what we desire. We're talking about limiting beliefs, core wounds, and narratives that are getting in our way and stopping our manifestations. So today in day two, we are moving through dismantling our core wounds, and I am offering a four-step system of how to do the work on the spot when you are triggered, when these limiting beliefs and these core wounds that you have identified from day one, when they are reacting, when you are in them, how you can move through them on the spot. So you are going to want to stick around to the end and make sure to get that formula. It is so good. And if you are called to take this work deeper, I have a workshop coming up next week called Manifest Now, as well as Activated. The doors are open now for our fall round and we are in the early bird phase. So it is time to jump in, time to do this work, have the accountability and the weekly support so that you make sure to move into that next level. I would love to see you in either one of those powerful containers. Without further ado, let's now dive into day two of Healing to Manifest. Hello, hello. Welcome to day two of Healing to Manifest. I am so excited for everything we're going to get into today. Who's ready to go back into core wounds? Today, I'm just going to launch straight in. Thank you guys for joining me so much. Um, We're going to do not a recap of day one, but I'm just going to remind you of what we went over. If anybody is listening to this on the podcast or live and you have not done day one, I definitely recommend doing that. You can do this one and then go back, but it gives you the full picture. So welcome again to healing to manifest. This is talking all about healing, removing, dissolving, integrating, um, what is in your way between you and your manifestations, because I fully believe and know that once you become an energetic match, things become easier. Yes, let's do it. I love the enthusiasm. So how's everybody feeling today? Maybe if you're here live, give me an emoji. Let me know how you're feeling or a word, read the room so I can start to get a vibe on this. Um, so this is what we're, it's all about is healing what has been in your way. And as you guys know, I won't go too much into my story, but healing has been a massive part of the journey in the last few years. And I was able to manifest some pretty cool stuff, but I didn't ever consistently feel good about myself or feel confident in my ability or my default thoughts were always lack, scarcity, abandonment, insecurity, you know, stuff like that. And I realized that that was the healing. That is the subconscious mind pulling me down. Those are those automatic reactions, those deep, deep, deep down beliefs. And that is where we manifest from is from those deep beliefs. So we talked about that in day one, how these wounds come about, how these narratives come about. To summarize that, generally it's something you picked up on when you were a kid and then it was often reinforced in your life. So for a very you know, easy example, if you came here because you want to manifest more money, chances are you learned things about money when you were growing up. I use the example of mo money, mo problems, right? Money just causes stress. Or I had the experience of money's really hard to make because my mom was a single mom for um, quite a while when I was really young, especially around the age of seven where these beliefs form. So we learned not to trust people. We had a few beautiful seekers sharing that trust is one of those core wounds. And this comes into life now and we cannot manifest more than where we are currently at without expanding that vibration, without healing through these things, because we will continue to be capped. We cause looping patterns, not even intentionally, of course, but looping patterns become the norm when we are out of sync, when our conscious mind wants something, but our subconscious mind doesn't believe it's possible or believes it's going to bring more problems or believes that we can't do it. Those will always work against each other and no amount of just law of attraction, no amount of just affirmation or just wanting something bad enough. Unfortunately, that's not enough to manifest it. We have to authentically become a match for it. And so that's a lot of what we talked about in day one. 
and I went over the core key wounds. So we're going to bring this into day two. So if anyone has not officially registered and you uh, officially registered and you want the workbook, this is where I list out those core wounds that we talked about in day one. You can always do that. You can register. Hello, Denise. Welcome. Um, and so just for a quick recap, those core wounds are typically... Number one, unworthy, not good enough. So think about the thing you want to manifest. I'm not good enough, smart enough. The examples I used in the workbook is I don't deserve it. I can't. I don't have what it takes. I'm not pretty, talented enough, etc. The next one is lack and scarcity. There's never enough, never enough time, never enough money, never enough support, never enough resources. And I want to say, and we went through this in depth in day one, it has felt real. I am never ever the mentor coach bestie in your awakening that ever says like, that's just a limiting belief. Oh, that's just your lack talking. Get over it. No, no, no. You're not intentionally trying to do it. It is an automatic reaction. It's what you deep down believe. So that's why it needs healing, not just drill sergeanting. Like just don't, don't just don't be in lack. Right? So that second wound was lack. Number three was safety. It's not safe for me to be successful. It's not safe for me to have that attention. It's not safe for me to become healthy. I've seen clients where they actually felt like it was unsafe for them to lose weight. I used an example um, on day one about this, but another one is that um, they'll surpass their mom or their dad or somebody in their family that has always struggled with weight. So if they get healthy, they feel like they'll like outshine someone who struggles or a best friend, right? So sometimes there's sneaky reasons why we feel like it's not safe to have what we want. The next key wound was we must work hard to be successful. Strife is success. Strife is noble, right? We have to work harder, it can't be easy. It must be complicated. And this comes in when people go like, money's easy. And if you go like, no, it is not. Money is hard to make. That's one of those um, narratives about we must work hard. You know, nothing comes without a price, that kind of thing. And then the last one was trusting. And we experienced, as I said, some seekers sharing that that was a big one for them, not being able to trust people, life, others, the universe, God, source, spirit, yourself. That is sort of those trust issues. So these are the core wounds. You may see yourself in all of them. You may see yourself in one of them. Either way, you're completely normal. I have definitely experienced all of these. And on some days I experience multiple. So this is why we do the healing. We need to know what to do, which is what we're getting into today. Yay. What to do with these wounds, what to do with these narratives as they come up, because that's exactly what is blocking you. So before we dive into the day two stuff, I want to say that it really is that simple. And as I said, we want to make it complicated. We always want to like make it be some mysterious thing that everyone else has to give us the answers to. And only the best intuitives can ever detect what is going on inside me. But it's really a lot more simple than that. If you're always trying to manifest money and you keep coming up against, there's never enough. I don't have enough time to do, create a business. I don't have enough resources. I don't know what to do. I have no one supporting me. No one ever comes through like your core wound is everywhere. It's very obvious. Sometimes though, it's not obvious to us because it's a blind spot, but this is why we're talking about it. We are bringing light to the blind spot. So if you're always wanting to manifest money and you never feel like you have enough money to do the things you want, or you can't hire the coach because you don't have the money, but you want to manifest the money, but you can't, you know, that always that lack that is the core wound blocking you from manifestation. We don't even have to get into that thing that happened when you were a kid or, and of course with a safe person, it's very beneficial to work through trauma. But what I'm saying is when we're talking about our blocks, they're right in front of us. When I was deeply suffering with chronic pain and it was really inflamed and I was really powerless to it, part of the narrative, well, the narrative that continued to hold me there was like, my body's broken. I'm always in pain. What's wrong with me? What am I missing? Those things were actually keeping me in pain. And I know that that's like a narrative switch, but I promise you, this is the path to this freedom is seeing what really comes up. It's real what comes up. It's just not real about the future, meaning it's real that you have felt lack. It's real that you felt scarcity or betrayal or any of these things that happened. I'm never going to say it didn't happen. 
but it doesn't mean it has to persist and keep going into the future because it's not an eternal truth that there's not enough money. It's not an eternal truth that you are not good enough, that you are not smart enough, talented enough, pretty enough, resourceful enough. It is not ultimately true that you are unsupported. You have a team of guides and angels and you have quantum versions of yourself. There are humans, there are animals, there are spirit guides that are there for you, that are in your team. So when you're feeling alone, it's not ultimately true, but it's felt true. And that's why we need to heal it. So you're in the right place. This is what we're talking about today. So uh, I have a comment here. Movies tell us that poor people in quotes must struggle and be saved by a rich person. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. It's so crazy. These narratives we get from the public. And I remember for me, any of you, you know, women joining me, um, body image, like what we see in movies of what a female is, what a sexy female is, or like, you know, this beautiful soul saying like poor people are less than and must be saved and pitied almost of a rich person or even the opposite of like, I don't need your pity. I don't need your help. I don't need your charity. I'm going to stay here because I don't need to be saved by you, but then almost like not allowing in the supportive community. So it goes both ways, right? Yes, we are enough, my love. Yes, thank you. So this is exciting. Welcome to day two. For any of you that don't know me, hello, I'm Talia Joy, a bestie in your awakening. I'm excited to be here. I talked um, a little bit more about myself in the first part and gave an, an intro. If you're curious, you can go back to hear all about me being a reflector and a Scorpio and a mom and a Canadian and all those fun things, a lefty. Um, but ultimately, I'm a seeker on the path, an old soul, an empath here to help you in this awakening slash manifestation journey. It's exciting. It's big and you're in the right place because we can't bypass this stuff. So really excited. If you guys do feel called to go deeper with me, we are right in the early bird part of the launch of Activated. Any of you that have officially signed up for this event, you have a link in your inbox that some of you have been taken advantage of and it gives you a hundred dollars off the registration. So if you want to go deeper into this and really get that personal, more thorough um, approach to healing into manifestation, deliberate creation, discovering all of who you truly are, your natural magnetism, Activated is definitely for you and you can find all all that information all over the stuff, the social media, the inbox, you can find it. If you are drawn, it is also seeking you. So I um, am really excited to welcome in a new batch of fresh pressed seekers into this round of activated fall is such a beautiful time to go within the seasons are supporting you in transformation. This is the time to do that self growth work and I'm excited to do it with you. So welcome again. And if you want to join activated, you can DM me, you can see in your inbox and around social media, and it will be there for you. So I love you. I cannot wait. Let's dive into day two. So today we are talking, as I'm mentioning about these core wounds and about what to do. So we're just going to start with the meat and potatoes. We're going to launch straight in. We have internalized these beliefs, right? We're talking lack, scarcity. I can't trust people. Nobody will pull through for me. Money is hard. My body is broken. I'm not smart enough. We have internalized these limiting beliefs, <laughs> beliefs, beliefs, and wounds of unworthiness, lack, scarcity, all this stuff, our entire lives. And we have given meaning to everything we experience. So as I talked about in day one, we've been looking at life through the filter of our wounds as if you're looking through sunglasses, if you had sunglasses that were the sepia filter or black and white or contrast, you're literally seeing a different perception of life, but it's not ultimately real. You take the sunglasses off and then you see what is quote unquote real, right? Right in front of us. So, um, so we have been looking through we've been looking at life through the lens of our wounds, our entire lives. And this is why the healing is that reprogramming work is that deeper, deeper awareness of the narratives that come up. So we've had these same beliefs and thoughts for decades, generally, right? Unless you're like 16, but decades. So reprogramming these beliefs and wounds involves showing up for yourself in this awareness, in this love, in this empathy, in reassurance, and in a new way of thinking. So there is, I don't, I don't really, I don't care who you go to. 
whether it's hypnosis or it's, you know, some sort of EFT, whatever, there is no one magic pill that can just dissolve all of the traumas at once. There's deep dive experiences. There's deep dive realizations, releases, purging, getting rid or alchemizing the emotions. But it also takes seeing yourself through love and empathy and compassion and being aware when these things come up. So something comes up, you know, I use the example, you get a bill in the mail, you all of a sudden start being flooded with C, fucking money, this is hard, why does this always happen to me? I'm trying to manifest and I'm like manifesting bills, what the hell's going on? And then all of a sudden we go, oh, I have slipped into lack, right? And today I'm going to tell you how to move through that process. But this is such a key part. Oh, I've, oh, I've slipped into it. Okay. This is why we need to look at ourselves through love and not just reinforcing, I am screwed, more like I am aware that I am feeling screwed. <laughs> you guys know what I mean, right? Becoming the witness. So you've come to this moment to realize that these limiting beliefs, or hopefully realize through this two days and in, in your own study, that these beliefs and these limits are not ultimately true. If you have a complex or have feeling about not being smart enough, it's not ultimately true. There are so many big well-known names that flunked out of school or were no good at math or had a learning disability or something like that, neurodivergence, and then ended up rocking in their field, being the best teachers, moms, parents, politicians, inventors, architects, healers, whatever it is that you're going for, you, you are already enough for it. So you're learning that these things aren't ultimately true, right? There's no sign in the sky, as I talked about on day one, saying money is hard, love spirit, right? There is no ultimate truth when it comes to these limiting beliefs, they're not really true. You are beautiful. You are whole. You are made the way you are on purpose. You were led to believe that you couldn't trust people. You were led to believe that you were not worthy. It's valid, but it's not ultimately true going forward in every circumstance across the board, right? So the feelings of I am unworthy of love or I can't do this, that was never ultimately true ultimate possibility was never in question. You have always been 100% potential and capable of manifesting, creating the life that you want. In fact, the life that is in your mind's eye is what you are meant for. And your soul came here to learn. So I want to just go big for a second here as if I'm not going big enough. You came here to manifest the things you have in your mind, that lifestyle that you crave, whether it's having a big farm, whether it's laptop lifestyle, whether it's being married at home and 17 children and living a beautiful domestic life as a nurturer and a mother, or it's being a free spirit and never getting married and never having children and traveling the world, whatever it is for you, you are meant for. And because you're also meant to grow, these limiting beliefs that you were taught as a child from your experience of the world were also on purpose. And the universe has this, the way that it occurs to me is it has this perfect structure of she, they are meant for this. And as they grow through this shit, as the, everybody has manure, everybody has, whether it's a story with their parents or they were bullied or the way that they were grown up, the, the way that they grew up, we have these different challenges and the universe goes, because she's meant for this, once they grow through this and really learn their self-worthiness, really learn that they are ultimately supported, AKA find their power, you will explode into what you are meant for. So these limiting beliefs are not a problem. They're actually the thing that your soul has guided you toward and has actually set up and intended for you to learn the entire time. You are here to come back to your ultimate worthiness, to your ultimate confidence to ultimate unlimited possibility. That is why you are here as a soul. So these things that hold you back are divine assignments, not bad things that you can't, that you have to be stuck with. You know what I mean? They're not patterns you have to be stuck with. They are things that your soul came here to learn at this point in your life, wherever you're at, whether you're in your twenties or you're in your sixties or wherever you're at in the scale, 
you, it is time to learn these lessons because unworthiness, lack, lack of trust, scarcity, unsafe, these have come up over and over and over again. It is huge, my love. Your soul came here to learn these things. Is anyone else covered in goosebumps? Like even behind my ears, behind my knees, everywhere. Your soul came here to learn these lessons. That's why you want the things you want. Because they will make you walk through the portal. They will make you do the pilgrimage to get these things. And while you do that, you learn, you grow, you expand, and so many more beautiful things happen. Your channel opens. You attract incredible people. You put yourself in situations with like-minded people. You expand. You get resolution. You get clarity. You get healing. And you get the money, the health, those things that you want. So I just went off script, but it felt very important. So before we get on to the what to do, I just want to again say that remember that in most cases, you actually were a victim or you were led to believe these things. When I was a young kid and I saw my mom strifing and stressing over money, like we maybe couldn't keep the house and she had to have a a job in a glass plant. And I saw her working overnight shifts and I saw the toll that money took on her. And then she would say money's so hard to make. And we really have to be careful of money in our small town. We at one Christmas got the Christmas hamper from the community to help out, to give us groceries because she was poor. That was her experience. I saw it and it was real. So I want you to remember once again, that you were either a victim to the circumstances. Like if you have abandonment issues, somebody left in your life, you were the victim to that. You were the child of that situation, teenager, whatever it was. And you were led to believe these things. I was bullied. I was told I was gross, disgusting, fat, that I should off myself. I was literally told that by 12 year olds when I was 12. I was viciously bullied. That did a fucking number on my self-esteem and my self-worthiness. So it's not discounting it. It was real. But again, we want to create something new. I don't want to be sitting as a wounded, insecure, disgusting feeling 12-year-old my whole life. I actually turned 40 this year in not very long. And I feel like it's taken me up until now to start to release slash integrate that child that was so wounded because she deserves love. She really did experience these things. This isn't the point where the drill sergeant comes in and goes, okay, we're just going to get over this now. No, we need tender, nurturing love and understanding and empathy coupled with the same realization that there's ultimate possibility ahead. What if you never were not smart enough? What if this whole time it never was that ultimately no one can be trusted or that you're not capable of doing the things you want? What if the whole time you were capable, but it's this journey of learning that. So just remembering this and from these times, these traumas, these incidences, one time, you know, everyone in the class laughed at you or your mom said money was hard, whatever it is, those things click something in your brain. And from that time, you have created behaviors, thoughts, and beliefs from this moment in time for the rest of your life because you're human. That's why, not because you weren't trying, not because you're broken, because you're human. That's what our brain does. Now we get to find the healing work though. So we can honor the part of us that experienced these things. We can honor the journey that we have been on. We can offer empathy and compassion while also realizing that you are no longer a victim to that now. It's time to create your own new narrative. And this is why we're doing the healing work. So it's not ultimately true that money is hard. It's not ultimately true that it's impossible to make a million dollars by 40. People do this shit all the time. It's not impossible to heal your chronic condition. It's not impossible to find love in the next two months. It's not impossible to lose weight, to build a business, to buy a home. People do it all the time. It's not impossible to quit drinking or to exercise or to love yourself. It's not impossible, impossible. (laughs) It's not impossible, but it has felt that way. And we honor that. So healing, I want you to really hear this. Okay. Healing doesn't happen when you get the favorable outcome. For example, healing the fear around lack and scarcity with money 
it doesn't happen once you get the load of cash, right? Healing the fear of not being enough doesn't end when you find a loving partner. And this is something that we tend to think, right? I'm only in lack and scarcity with money because I don't have any of it. And if I had money, then I wouldn't be in lack. Absolutely not true. I'm going to share something very vulnerable that I don't often share. I've had a history of trying to avoid things that I don't want to deal with. And I used to avoid bills like to the last minute to the, like, we're going to disconnect your phone. And if anyone's doing this, no judgment. But I always said it was because I didn't have a lot of money. So I was always trying to go, oh, I need some for groceries. I can't pay this bill right now. Oh, that's a lot. You know, and that was my excuse. And then as I started making more money, I still avoided my bills because then I was like, well, I don't want to, like, that's my money. I'm finally, my account's getting higher. I don't want to put 200 bucks on blah, 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 or $1,000 or whatever it is. I still had that avoidant energy that discomfort with money until I started making money dates with myself. And I'd light candles. I've talked about this on the show. I have a money date where I pay my assistant and I have my blessings and I light my candle and I pull a card and I started to make it a new energy. Yes, that's you guys. Okay. Nothing changed when I had more money, no less money stress. In some ways it's awesome to go to the grocery store and go like, I can buy what I want and it's not a big deal. But I could be driving home going like, but I want to hire this coach and I can't, or what am I going to do about this? I should go away, but I don't know because it's more than just that. So healing doesn't happen when we get our favorable outcome. Healing happens to allow our favorable outcome to come about. Hello, Julie. I see you. Thank you. Burbank Botanical. Hello, my love. So nothing can make us feel abundant, free, healthy, or worthy for more than a fleeting moment if we don't feel it for ourselves deep down. Healing doesn't happen when other people act different. Healing doesn't even happen when you get an apology from somebody. Healing doesn't happen when someone goes, yeah, I take responsibility for that. Healing doesn't happen when a ton of money comes into your life. Healing happens from you. It happens on your own, whether you have a partner or not, money or not, goals or not. And and in some ways, I actually kind of believe that when you get the thing you want, if you haven't done the healing, it actually can cause more resistance because then you don't feel worthy of it. You attract a really great grounded partner who loves their parents and you're going, oh my God, they're going to leave me. I'm not enough. What if I screw this up? Or you bolt, like our shit will still come out, right? Do you guys agree for this? I think I don't have money for my bills. I might not have any money. Yeah. Um, I think I don't pay my bills for, I might not have any money. Yeah. And that's totally, that's just so normal. That's what we do. So bringing this awareness. So nothing can make us feel that abundance or freedom or good in our, like, you know, secure in our body. If we don't find it for ourselves deep down at the end of the day, the damage has been done from these beliefs. You already believe money is hard or you can't trust people or whatever it is. At the end of the day, that damage has been done. That limiting belief has embedded itself in your mind. When we talk about neuroplasticity and our thought patterns, it's you have a neural pathway for like, oh, money sucks. Oh, my body sucks. Oh, this is hard. You have that neural pathway and it is solidified. You have thought it more than three times, (laughs) more than a handful, right? So it is solidified. It's embedded in your brain and has been reinforced 1 trillion times. That's not a scientific fact, but it has been reinforced over and over. You've lived almost your whole life believing it. And now your higher self is asking you to heal it so that you can create a new reality, your higher self. Your quantum self, your soul is going enough. You are limiting your money by believing money's hard. You are limiting the amount of love you can let in by always having your defenses up. And this is me too. And I'll share very vulnerably, you know, you guys know I've had the struggle with my body. And when I um, started dating my husband now, like 12 years ago, he loved me. He had, we've known each other forever, but he loved me. He always was saying I was beautiful or my body was perfect and blah, blah, blah. He loved me so much. I believed him. I could see it in his face. He's so faithful, so loyal, loved me so much. It didn't do anything for what I felt about my body. Sure. It might be worse if someone was critiquing me, but his overflowing love wasn't enough to make me feel secure about my body. I was still 
turning off the lights, if you know what I mean, because it was a journey for me to heal. It's not his burden to carry, or I don't mean it like that, but it's not his thing to remedy. This is me, right? Okay. In the past year with my guy has been a real struggle on my end, resisting the relationship. Yeah. Right. And this is what we do. Um, so, and so you've lived almost your whole life, believing this narrative, your higher self is asking you to heal it. And the things you learned about the world, as we're talking about over and over about money, about success, about yourself, it's not eternally true. These things came from other people's junk, other people's perception. Hello, my love. Welcome. Welcome. Constantly worried about bills and you don't have any, I know, right? I share with you guys how, when I manifested that $44,000 and the reason it sticks out is because it was the most amount of money I'd had in my bank account ever. The most amount I had manifested out of nowhere at the time. And then the next day I was like, Oh crap, the hydro bill and Oh crap, the this and that. And I'm like, you have more money than you've ever had in your bank, but it didn't heal those things. Right? So hello everybody. All right. I love that you love it. So now I'm telling you these things that these things aren't true. They were given to you from other people's shit. When I was bullied for my body at first from a seven year, well, I was seven. The person was a couple years older, maybe nine. And that nine year old was making fun of a seven year old's body. That is not my problem. And I don't mean problem. Like I don't care. I mean, that wasn't anything to do with me. What was happening to that nine-year-old that they were already aware of making fun of people's bodies? What did they experience at home? What was their, what were their parents saying? Why did they feel powerless in their life that they had to pick on someone in elementary school years younger than them? You know? So that wasn't ever to do with me. Also, I look back chubby or not. I'm like, I was a normal kid. So then again, skip to that story I shared, um, in high school, I was like 12 cause I have a birthday in November. So I was always a little bit younger in grade eight. My friends were like 13, but I was like 12 being bullied by somebody who threatened to end my life, who threatened to beat up everybody around me. If they talked to me, who threw garbage at me and really made my life a living hell until I dropped out of grade eight, because I was so terrified that she was going to hurt me. But when I think about that now, what 13 year old, cause she was 13 is walking around threatening to kill people is walking around with that type of anger and violence. And I know because I was friends with her for a hot second before she turned on me that her mom was not emotionally available. Her dad was not in the scene. There was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot of different things she had experienced. So when I look back, it was never to do with me. It was never to do with me. It was never to do with you. Me hearing that money is hard constantly was my mom's experience. That wasn't ultimately true. Now I make money easily. I'm not saying every penny simple, but like shit comes easily because I know how to work the system. I would never turn around and tell my kids now money is so hard to make. Not because that makes you a bad person, but just because that's not my experience. It can be easy. So I want to really say that these things you learned about what a woman should be, what a beautiful body is, what it means to be smart. I know kids that struggle in school because what is deemed as doing well is really scholastic or academic. But what if they have problems reading? What if they're delayed in their speech or they're really shy and then they immediately feel not good enough? It's not actually true. It's just, they learn at a different pace, right? So you did that in fifth grade were bullied or bullied somebody or what was that? Yeah. And how do we truly change this stuff? Exactly. So this stuff is not truth. It is not coming from spirit. That's it. There's spirit and there's bullshit. (laughs) It's not quite that black and white, but it is. There's ego. There's highest self. There's black, there's white, there's spirit and there's physical reality. And so it's not spiritually true. You were bullied. Yeah. I love you. You're not alone. So healing through triggers, let's get into it. Triggers come up for two reasons. Okay. To show you what is in your way and to give you an opportunity to heal. I resisted this for a long time and I had years of going, I know this trigger is showing me something, but I'm just pissed. Or I know there must be something in here for me, but my heart's beating and my nervous system is all out of whack and I'm panicky. So just know that this, this will continue to deepen into your experience. So when we are triggered, 
And just for clarity, a trigger is any time we have an emotional reaction that doesn't feel good. We're triggered into jealousy. We're triggered into like, oh, my body or money struggles or like feeling not good enough, feeling hopeless, comparing ourselves, all that stuff. Triggers come up as an, as a way to show you what is inside you. It is a reflection put here as a gift (laughs) to show you what needs to be healed in order to move forward. So I do this thing and I suggest it to clients that, um, there's like a weekly audit that it's almost like we're, we're reflecting on like what's been coming up lately. Okay. Well, this was a frustration on Monday, or I just feel like everywhere I go, I'm being let down. I'm being ignored. My clients will notice there's weeks where it's like everywhere I look, like I get a cold and then I get this. And it just feels like my body's weak. There's these themes. So not triggered into not feeling safe. Oh, and you quit school as well. Yeah. What a journey. Um, so these things come up as an opportunity to show you, Hey, you've got lack inside. Hey, you're, what are you really believing here? Right? Like I will default sometimes into like, say a kid needs me in the middle of the night and I kind of shake my husband or something to go like for both of us to go help. And he just kind of passes out. I'll sometimes go like, Oh, like I'm on my own in this. And then I stop and go like, no, he's just a deep sleeper shake him. If, if, I mean, if the kid, Peter, if I really needed help, he he's actually there for me, but I perceive everything as like, Oh, I'm alone in this. And then I go, Oh, that was a trigger of feeling alone. That's the abandonment. So triggers are opportunities to move forward, to flip the perception on its ass, to give awareness to a new level of thinking. It is showing you literally where you're being pinched off. As I said earlier, it's that simple. You want more money and you constantly are triggered by the bills. It's that lack. That is what is actually in the way. Most people look at the trigger and go, oh, lack keeps coming up. I don't actually have enough. They believe it. And then they think they're not manifesting good enough. If I had more money, then I wouldn't feel this lack. But the whole sneaky wound the whole time is the lack. So you've been wanting to manifest more abundance, but you keep experiencing lack. You get the big bill in the mail. You're feeling anxious over every penny that you're spending. You're stressed out about what you can't buy. You're stressed out that peanut butter is $10 a jar now. And in this moment, I want you to hear me. You have a choice. Do I contract into my old way of being or do I expand? Do I allow this situation to contract me, bigger walls, more reinforced beliefs, or do I allow this experience to expand me? If I get a bill in the mail and I go, oh crap, I'm never going to have enough. And I stop and I go, Do I allow this to contract me or expand me? And for me, the expansive version would be like, even though I feel this lack and scarcity come up, I trust that I'm being taken care of. I trust that there's a solution to this bill. Universe, you've given me the bill. Now please give me the way to pay the bill. I am trusting. Maybe you open up to deeper levels of trust, of faith, of prayer, of open. Do I allow this to crack me open or do I allow this to shut me down? So say you have a perception around not finding love and you go out on a date and another date, it doesn't work out. They're not the one. Do you let that contract you and go, see, I knew I wasn't going to find the one. Everybody else has the one and I don't, or do you allow it to expand you? Even though I haven't found the one yet, I trust that they're out there. And because I'm going on more dates, that means they're making my way their way to me. And it's going to be so magical. And I'm going to be so glad I got through all these other people and kept searching and found the one that could be an expansive way to look at the trigger, but it's also recognizing I've fallen into lack. So the full picture here, if you want to go full seeker, full healer, you get the, you get the bill in the mail, for example, and you go, I witness my lack coming up. That lack is coming up because as a child, I really believed money was hard. It's never felt easy. I acknowledge that it's not ultimately true that money's hard, but I feel it because I've lived this whole life from it. So I have compassion for the fact that I feel that. And it's not ultimately true. I'm going to allow this bill to help me to lean into trust. So even though I feel lack and scarcity because of what I've been led to believe in my life, I am going to trust that the money is coming. I'm going to trust that I'm going to be okay through this bill, that somehow there is a way. Yes. Even though you have not yet manifested it, it doesn't mean that it's true. 
So do I allow this to expand me or contract me? Triggers are asking you to heal. They're offering powerful medicine that is the exact opposite of what you're feeling. If you're feeling insecure with your body, the medicine is digging deep and going, even though I don't feel secure or tippy top right now, I'm choosing to love and accept myself and know that my body is enough the way it is, or my body is beautiful the way it is. I know I don't feel it all the time, but I'm learning that I am beautiful. I am enough exactly the way I am right? So then that trigger actually allows a moment of expansion, a moment of spirit to come in. Picture spirit coming in, swooping you up, your guides, your angels, your grandma in heaven, witnessing, helping you going, okay, lack came up because I was brought up in lack, but I am choosing to believe that I am being taken care of. And just even just a little just crack, just a little crack because the crack is where the light gets in, right? Okay, love, have a good day. <laughs> so I'm going to offer now the, sim- the formula, okay? This is the meat and potatoes. We have to do though this pre-work because you, you just launch into the formula with no context. It doesn't fully make sense. So this is, I'm going to, the acronym is winner, sort of W I N R. We're going to go through it. So this is a four step system. When you are triggered, this is what I always do. This has allowed me to move further in the work than the one session I had here or the hypnosis here. It's like the constant alchemizing. So now that we witness our key narratives that come up, we can have more awareness when they come up. And then we use a system. So W is witness and allow. So witnessing, as I'm sharing, this is just like the formula way. So W is witness and allow. Bring higher awareness to the wounds instead of just simply believing them. I know this is simple, but you guys, it's not complicated. It's remembering to do it. It's coming, keeping yourself accountable, coming back to the work. So witness the wounds instead of believing them, become the witness to your reactions and thought. The more you pay attention to your emotions, the better chance you have at catching the lack, check, uh, catching the comparison, the scare, the scarcity, all of that in the act. And as soon as you catch it, allow it to be there. This is usually also what we don't do. We go, Oh, I've got lack. No, no, no. I'm abundant. I'm a millionaire doesn't work. It shoves it so far down that it starts to manifest as disease, as anxiety, as more unsettledness. But when we can see that lack and go like, right now I'm experiencing a lot of lack. My heart is beating. My mind is racing. I am now the witness to the lack. Let the emotion be there. I worked with a mentor for probably four months resisting this. I'm like, no, but what do I do? She's like, allow it to be there. I'm like, but what do I do? Allow it to be there. But now I get it. Allowing it to be there. You don't have to force it or change it or switch it into something right away. Part of the problem is denying these feelings. So putting all of your focus on that, this part of the process, all of your attention on just allowing that lack, allowing that not enoughness to be there. I'm feeling the anxiety in my body. I'm feeling the not enoughness surge through me. That's interesting. I'm witnessing it. And then what I like to say, this is in the workbook, like right now I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Just saying that to yourself right now, I'm feeling fear and anxiety around my finances. Say it out loud to yourself right now. Right now I'm feeling like I can't trust or lately I've been feeling not enoughness. Like I should be farther along in life. Like I should be making more money. Like I should be something else or that I can't trust people or no one cares. Right now, lately I have been feeling fear and anxiety and breathe through it. This was a post I made the other day about, I had one hand on my heart and one hand in a bag of cheesies. I've become aware that I think cheesies might be Canadian, but they're like chips sort of, but they're like cheese sticks, but they're more like chips or popcorn anyway. And I was literally in a coping strategy and I don't usually emotionally eat anymore. It's not something that really comes up, but I was stressed. There was huge triggers coming up and I'm literally eating cheesies going like, even though... I'm feeling totally not enough and small and tiny and insignificant and like nobody cares. I love and accept myself and I'm definitely emotionally eating and I love and accept myself. I'm allowing that anxiety to just be there. And then the next step is I. So W-I-I is inquire. 
You don't need to ask yourself a hundred thousand questions, but there may be a question in here that feels really good depending on the circumstance. So I sit there and I go right now, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety around my finances or whatever it is coming up and then inquire like, Hmm, what's really going on? What am I feeling? If you, if it's really just like right now I'm mad. And then we go like, what am I really feeling? What triggered this? And does this come back to one of those wounds that we identified yesterday? Just that. And these are all in the workbook. So you can screenshot it, keep it on your phone. Use this as a process you go through when you're feeling triggered because we're not forcing you out of it. As you guys know, I'm never the one to just flip that into I'm a millionaire. No, that's not how we heal. So we see it, we witness it, we let it be there. We inquire what's really going on. Cheetos. There we go. Yes. Um, what is really going on here? Right. And if something happens, say like the middle of the night thing and my husband rolls back over and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I have to do this all on my own. I go like, Hmm, right now I'm feeling kind of anxious. I'm feeling like he doesn't care. And then I stop. I don't say that mocking myself. It's just, I've become very aware of my own narratives. And then I'm like, it's not ultimately true, but I allow it to be there. Where's this really coming from? Definitely the abandonment wound, right? So that is like this inquiry of it's coming from the lack wound. It's not coming from truth. Do you see how we start to break free of this truth? So I as inquire, N is nurture. So it's W-I-N-R, witness and allow, inquire, and then nurture is the third, or is the, yeah, is the third one. Now it's time to straight up love yourself. Sit with the emotion or at a minimum, if you're like doing stuff and you're just, you know, you're at work or whatever, send love and compassion to it. I send love and compassion to my not enoughness. I send lack or I, I send love and compassion to the feeling of lack because there's a part of me freaking out about money or whatever it is in that moment. I send love to that part of me. I don't shame that part of me, which is what most people do. We get so concerned with needing to be more spiritual and not getting sucked into the wound and not doing this and that, that we force ourselves to not feel what we're actually feeling. No, we send love to myself. We send love. We say, it's okay to feel this. You're doing a great job. It's okay to feel panic that you haven't manifested it yet, but I promise you my love it's coming. And in Activated, we actually, I take you through a sacred process of sacred reparenting, which is where we literally learn how to reparent because a lot of us didn't get the parents that we needed or wanted or whatever. And so we didn't learn how to nurture ourselves as divine feminine, how to be sturdy and strong with ourselves in the divine masculine. So I go through this inactivated and some people, it's some of the most powerful stuff of the program because of this sacred reparenting, but it's not about any fancy system. It's about sending love to yourself and reinforcing and saying, I still send love and compassion to myself, even though I'm in lack and scarcity. So that's N nurture. And then R the last one is reinforce. So once you give yourself love, so first we're witnessing it like, whoa, I'm in lack, right? Which again is different than just reacting. Second, we're inquiring, what am I really feeling here? Where is this coming from? What triggered this? Just curious. Then we nurture. I send love to myself, even though I'm freaking out inside. I send love and compassion to myself and then we reinforce. And this is where we flip it into the new belief or we reinforce a new narrative. Even though I fell into fear and panic with money, I send myself love and I remember that the universe is abundant. Or you guys hear one of my favorite ones. I still believe there must be a way. That is such a good one when you feel frustrated. Even though I fell into lack and scarcity, I still believe there must be a way to tap into more abundance. There must be a way to get to Bali, to meet a person, to hire a mentor, to write a book. So this is where we reinforce, even though I got sucked into not enoughness, I send myself love and I remind myself that I am innately worthy. I remind myself that there are possibilities, even though I got sucked into panic and frustration around my body and my pain, I'm still open to creative solutions, possibilities, supplements, postures, movements, chiropractors, whatever it's going to take. I'm still open. There must be a way that flips it on the spot. Even though I felt really in lack this week, I move, I'm moving through it and I'm now remembering that there are solutions out there. 
that there can be unexpected miracles, that money is available, or that I'm learning that money is available. I believe there must be a way, even though I got sucked into lack. So this is powerful because this is where we show ourselves, and I want you to really hear me. This is where we show ourselves that we can get through dense emotion. We can get through triggers and move through it with love and move through to the other side. We can move through these dense emotions, breathe, let it pass through us, do this, W-I-N-R, witness, uh, inquire, (laughs) nurture, reinforce. We can move through this without getting stuck in it, without allowing it to contract us more. We allow it to expand us. So this is powerful because this is where we start creating new habits, new neural pathways. So I want you to just imagine if you were able to meet your triggers this way and the difference compared to just feeling lack and being like, Talia, I am endlessly stuck. Like bills keep coming. What the hell? I'm freaking out. That takes it surface level, which again is all of us. It's very normal. But this is how we take it deeper. I'm witnessing my lack, but it's not ultimately true that I'm going to be broke forever. And if you're stuck in, it is ultimately true. You just need to do more of this reinforcing and deeper work because it's not ultimately true. So you may need some reinforcement, some help with the faith and the trust, but ultimately you can move through this stuff and offer yourself love and compassion. So this is part of the homework. So I want you to take these triggers And say to yourself out loud, even though I'm experiencing lack, I'm learning it's not ultimately true. I love myself. I witness that lack. I send nurturing love and I'm opening up to new possibilities. Say, do this process. Remember when you are triggered that you have a choice. And the more we go like, this panic is real. This panic comes from somewhere. Validate, validate. And because I don't want to experience it forever, I'm starting to believe that it's not eternally true, that there is unlimited possibilities. I want to believe that. That feels so much better than carrying the baggage and going down the same neural pathways that you've always been, because from that place, you will create what you've always created. There's no other way. You will create what you always created if you keep thinking the way you've always thought, which is the same with me. So now we remember that we have a choice. Do I contract into my old way of being or do I use this to expand me? And then we move through that four-step process. So I'm going to witness and allow this emotion, this trigger. I'm going to inquire like, what's going on here? I'm going to give myself some love. You know what? Even though I got totally sucked into lack or I freaked out or I'm freaking out inside, I nurture myself. I love myself. And then we reinforce that. We reinforce that. I'm choosing to trust in the universe. And if you don't trust people, maybe turn it around and go, even though I feel like I can never trust people, I'm learning how to trust myself. That could bring remedy to it. That could bring the alchemy you need. Never liked cheese puffs before, but last week you were craving And now I'm noticing them. <laughs> Cheesy energy. I love that. So I, I have in the workbook a little process of first, what am I feeling here? It's okay to feel this. Say to yourself right now, it's okay that I've been feeling lack. It's okay that I've been feeling not enough. I send love to myself. This came from somewhere. I send love to myself. Picture you beside you going like, oh, love, I know you feel not enough, but I love you and you're doing a great job and you're learning how to have the confidence, how to have the abundance. You're learning. There must be a way. Keep learning. Keep seeking. You love the winner. I love it. You feel better when you have a coping mechanism. Yeah, me too. I love when I have a process. Like I breathe through, like what's really going on here? Send myself love, send myself love. So I wanted to, I hope that through the homework, move through those blocks that have been coming up. And ultimately, as I wrap this up, the biggest thing I want to say is these energetic blocks are energy blocks, like not 
blocks, but like blocks of energy that you've stored inside you for a very long time. These neural pathways have been very programmed. We get into and activated the difference between conscious and subconscious reprogramming because we need to do both. Conscious is more about the repetition and the reminding yourself and the giving yourself love. Subconscious is more that recognition of this came from somewhere. It's like what originally happened? What is that default reaction? But by witnessing my default reaction of abundance or of abandonment, then I bring the reinforcement in the conscious and I'm doing both of the the work together. So I would love to support you deeper on this in activated, but even with these two days, if you take this system and just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, these triggers become opportunities to heal. And if nothing else, these triggers become opportunities to have compassion for yourself. If you were a child, maybe you have children or you can imagine having a child in your life in some capacity when they're feeling something, we don't just shut it down. We go like, Oh, I know. Or if a teenager's like, Oh my God, everyone laughed at me and I did this. And we want to go like, it doesn't even matter. It's almost like it's only four years of your life. Being cool doesn't really matter, but it does matter to them. It does. So we listen to them. We nurture them. We say, Oh, sweetie, I know that when someone took your pencil, it really hurt, but you know, it's okay. Or whatever we say, you're doing a great job. We don't discount it, but we do that with ourselves. Yeah. So without this process, you do, you stay in the funk and that's okay too. There's times it takes me a while to move through things because it's really dense. And the question of what's really going on here is like deep. And other times I just straight up got sucked in. I'm like, oh yeah, we got sucked into that old thing again, that old neural pathway. I use the example of the um, wheelbarrow. And if you always have a path to your garden, the wheelbarrow, if you even get close to the path, it'll like whoop down into the groove because the groove has been carved out so many times. If you're riding your bike, you will go into the grooves in the road unless you straighten because that's, that is the neural pathway that has been there over and over and over. That is what will keep happening if you don't get in the middle of it, because much like a computer, you program your Siri to call you by your name or whatever. And until you un deprogram it, it just will do that. Funny story about that. My husband made his Siri call him Rufus. That is not his name, but it's Siri. I want you to call me Rufus. And so now all the time, if he goes Siri, it's like, yes, Rufus. And it's been like years. And unless we deprogram and they go back to calling him Phil, (laughs) he will be called Rufus. So unless we really remedy these narratives, the same things that have always come up will continue to come up. The money won't fix it. The partner won't fix it. It's you. It's you doing nurturing and healing work with yourself. Yeah. The obstacle is the way through. Thank you, Denise. That's beautiful. The obstacle is not in the way it is the way through. I love that. That's so good. And yes, I feel, um, you Lori, the draining cycle of being stuck in that. And that's why I'm so committed to bring this awareness to first know it's not true, but it was something that felt true. It feels true but it's not ultimately God's sign in the sky. Your angels are not saying like eternally money's hard. You're screwed. We've just been led to believe this, right? So I hope that this resonated with you. As I said, I would love to take this work deeper. If you are interested in taking this work deeper, but activated doesn't feel ready for you, or you're on the the fence, if it's right for you right now, I do have a workshop next week called manifest now, where we're breaking down the entire manifestation process. And I'm going through every single pillar so that you walk away with a formula. Today's the last day that workshop is $10. If you wish to join, um, the link is around my Instagram bio also in the podcast show notes. DM me though. Let me know what resonated with you here. Comment here on Instagram. Let me know, you know, your takeaways, your aha moments, why you think you signed up, like what you got out of it. I find that whenever I go away for a weekend or I do a webinar or something, there's always something, one or two really big things that I was like, damn, that's good. I'm glad I went to that because that really resonated. I would love to hear if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can send me a message. All the stuff is in the show notes to reach me on Instagram, Facebook at Talia Joy manifestation. Yes. I believe it's on the 21st. I don't have my calendar in front of me. Actually I do. Yes. The 21st. Yes, it is. Um, so that's all about the formula. I'd also love to see you an activated that a hundred dollars off coupon is only good until tonight at midnight Pacific. And then we're going back up to the regular, um, early bird price. I would just love to see you guys in this because this process is life changing. 
It is you becoming the butterfly. It is the metamorphosis. It is the deconstructing of everything that you've learned about yourself, the limits, the lacks, and truly uncovering who you truly are. That's what you're meant to be. That's what your soul wants is for you to be you and unleash that natural magnetism. It's not just about learning how to master getting things. It's about learning how to master you. And in that, I can't wait to also teach you the manifestation formula so that you know exactly how to do it. So use this process, use winner, notice these lack, scarcity, trust, not enoughnesses that come up, know that they are the block, but they are also the way through. As Denise said, they are the block, but they're also the way through. So I love you so much. I hope to see you in the workshop in activated around Instagram on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You are my people. Keep doing the work, keep doing the work, whatever work you choose, just keep doing this self-growth work because that is the path to the true freedom where we manifest on autopilot, where our body is healed, where our relationships, our trust, our communication, our clarity, our intuition, our portal, everything opens up as we step into who we truly are. So love you too. Thank you guys so much. I'd love to hear your takeaways. I'd love to hear, you know, what, what really resonated with you. And I know that I will see you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. It truly means a lot. And I really, really hope that it served you. I invite you to check out the show notes. There's all sorts of action down there, including the Awakening Her daily practice, which is a beautiful daily practice to process your emotions and manifest what it is that you want. In the show notes, you'll also find the Awakening Her manifesting apparel store, how to reach me on Instagram and Facebook, as well as some one-to-one opportunities. So make sure to check that out and I'll see you in the next episode.